Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. In this episode, we're going to discuss how involved dads have a direct impact on their children's future and how their imprint will last a lifetime. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk about how dads impact their children's future. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Johnson. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing how dad's role in their children's lives has a direct impact on their future. Now, initially, I was not going to do this episode at this point, but I have got a few people have reached out to me and asked me when I was going to talk about the significance of having a father around in a child's life pertaining to them growing up. So I decided to go ahead and move it up a little bit and start doing it now versus maybe a little bit later. Now, I will let you know that I'm going to be discussing basically from when a child is first born all the way up to 18, and then once they become adults, how the impact of dad's imprint on them will last throughout their future. So with that being said, we will be getting ready to start now. There's going to be instances where I'm talking about when a child is growing up from basically from being a newborn all the way up to 18, how one parent might have a more significant role at certain times. This is by no means to slight any one of the parents, whether it's the mother or the father. This is just through what data says and what I've seen. Some of it is my opinion, but I will point out some statistics and some of the things that I'm going to be talking about. There's going to be a lot of statistics brought up in this show. So that's just going to be part of the, the, the point of it is to show the impact of what dads have on their children's lives. So we're going to discuss some of those statistics right now. We're not going to go through every single one of them right now, but we're going to start just do a few right here in the beginning. And the first one says children who grow up with an involved father are 39% more likely to earn mostly A's in school. They're 45% less likely to repeat a grade. 60% less likely to be suspended or expelled from school. Twice as likely to go to college and find stable employment after high school. And 80% less likely to spend time in jail. So those are very key statistics for dad's role in the home. Now, when a child is first born and mom is obviously connected with the child and has a bond, mom's role in a newborn's life is pretty much paramount. There's just no way around it. The mother and the child have to bond. A lot of time the child picks up on mom's scent. Obviously, mom is responsible for feeding and things to that effect. Now, in today's society, obviously, both men and women take turns feeding, especially when the baby is waking up in the middle of the night. Sometimes, you know, uh, me and my wife would used to just alternate and take turns a little bit, especially with the second child. But for the most part, mom's role is very, very significant at this, this time because the child is very, very dependent on its mother. Dad is obviously around, but mom is usually the case. Mom has her hands on the child, especially since when they're not walking yet. 
is usually in mom's arms the majority of the time. So that's obviously how that bond forms and that connection forms. As the child gets a little bit older and is able to walk and move around, they start to become a little bit more independent, meaning they want to kind of do their own thing. And as parents, we have to just kind of make sure they don't get hurt, push them back to where they need to go, kind of guide them and make sure they don't go too far or try and run out in the road or something to that effect. We just basically are there just trying to monitor their behavior, make sure they don't do anything crazy because they're starting to explore and they're trying to figure out what's going on here in the world. Now, all the way up to that point, when the child is getting to about, say, you know, about maybe three, four, five, they start to become even more independent to where now they are starting to get to the point where they're potty trained. They are also starting to want to put on their own clothes or trying to do, dress themselves a little bit. They'll start to want to do a little bit more things kind of on their own, just naturally, just over the course of time. This is just things that they develop. But mom is still there and mom's still paramount. And the child is very still is still very heavily dependent upon his mother and the mother's love during this point. So even though they're starting to become a little bit more independent, mom's role is still very, very crucial, is paramount in these early stages. Now, as the child continues to grow up and get a little bit older, and when I guess when they start to go to school, we'll say, they get into kindergarten, they start to become a little bit less reliant on mother. Mom's role is still primary at this point, but they just simply become less reliant on mother. Dad is there in the background. He's more playing a secondary role, but he's still, mom's role is still the primary role. Now, where things tend to switch, and this is where it might get a little bit, I guess, controversial, is when the child reaches about age seven or eight, around age seven or eight, dad's role starts to become more significant than mom's role because dad is going to start putting his imprint on the child. So at this point, the disciplinary factors, the rules of the house, the child is very aware of who's the father, who's the mother, and what is expected of the child. And with dad there, as, as they say, when it comes to the, the disciplinary factor, and this isn't talking about any type of corporal punishment, this is just talking about making sure the kids do what they're supposed to do. Dad, just on voice alone, usually can get the child to react to do what it is, whatever it is that needs to be done. Where moms don't do that as well just because they don't, their voice isn't as deep as ours. And maybe, you know, maybe our voice might get a little bit louder. I don't, I'm not sure. But that, that just voice command alone with a man is enough in majority of situations when it comes to dealing with a child, whether it's doing something that it's not supposed to be doing. With all of that being said, that seven to eight-year-old period of time is also when boys start to play a lot of sports. They start to get involved in competition. And dad is the one who usually, in the majority of the cases, is the one that's showing them how to play. He's the one who's sort of putting in the time to make sure that they're getting enough practice in. Dad is the one that's going to be kind of guiding them here in this point. And Obviously, the child's going to be playing on their own with some of their friends, and they're also going to get better by doing that. But it's dad who kind of is going to be guiding that, that ship there. Now, when it comes to 
a child, female child, and a male child, there are some slight differences on how dad's role will impact them as they go forward. With a male child, it's a little bit different than a female child in this regard. Boys tend to learn through imitation, meaning they will copy other people. So when they see someone do something, if that's something they want to do, they will just mimic and copy that behavior. So when you see a child doing something, he's usually picked it up by watching someone else do it, especially if it's a boy. They're usually picked up by watching someone else do something that it is that they do. That's very, very powerful. Most people don't even realize how powerful that is, where there's instances where you might hear a, a statement to where someone might say, man, that, that little boy, he walks just like his dad. Well, he's walking like his dad because he's just simply copying what he sees his dad doing. And he's just learning by the example that his dad said, even something as simple as that. I remember clearly this, this happened several years ago, probably five, six years ago. I had to have arthroscopic knee surgery. And when I had the surgery, I was on crutches for approximately six weeks because I couldn't put any weight on that leg. Now, when that happened, after I got off the crutches, I started to walk. But when I was walking, I had an obvious limp. And part of the reason why I had a limp is because the muscles in and around my leg hadn't been used for almost six weeks. So when that happens, they are very, very weak. And it takes your body a long time for them to build back up. So I was walking and I had a, a limp, a noticeable limp. Well, like the next day or day after I stopped using the crutches, I noticed my, my son was walking and he was limping around the house. So I just asked him out of curiosity. I said, why are you limping? Why are you walking around with a limp? And he just basically said, oh, I, I just hurt my leg. Well, he didn't hurt his leg. Obviously, he literally was just copying me. And that's how boys tend to learn. I remember a long, long time ago when I was growing up and Michael Jordan kind of first came into the NBA, they would, he would drive to the basket and whenever he would drive to the basket and do a dunk or something like that, he always used to stick his tongue out. And the reporters used to always ask him the same question after the game was over. They would ask him, why do you stick your tongue out whenever you go to the basket there like that? And his answer was always the same. He just said, oh, my dad used to do it when I was little. And I just, you know, he used to fix cars around the house and he used to do that. So I just started doing it. And that's how boys tend to learn through imitating or imitation of their fathers. Now, dads, for the most part, are left brain thinkers. So facts, logic and reasoning are on that side of the brain. So that impact that the dad does and how he says things, the boy is literally picking those things up. When dad is not there. It's going, the boy is going to learn from the next authority figure in the house, which would be mom. So whatever mom is doing, and mothers tend to spend a majority of their time on the right side of the brain, is going to be more of a right brain thinker growing up. Now, children, for the most part, are going to start off there, but they generally, as they get older, they start to develop. They'll stay more on that left side of the brain if they're boys. So with that being the case, if dad's not home, he's going to mimic and copy his mother or the next closest male that's in and around the house. 
So if there's another male in the house, then they will tend to copy who's ever outside of the house. So if it's a, a, an older child who's somewhat of an authority figure in the neighborhood, that's who they're going to copy, which we're going to get to a little bit later. With females, it's a little bit different. Dad's role in, in, a, in, a, in a little girl's life is totally different because, of, well, I said a little different, but it's actually more a lot different because girls tend to learn and get their identity sort of through relationships that they form. So the first man that they really come in contact with is dad and how dad is in his relationships will have a direct impact on her growing up as an adult. So if dad is very active in her life, dad is very friendly. He's you know, plays a, a significant role in her life. She's going to eventually, maybe not initially, but eventually look for some of the character traits that her dad has when she decides she wants to get married as an adult and pick a husband. Because that is the first example of a man that she will come in contact with. With that being the case, the downside there is if there's no dad, they will have to pick up different signals and cues from mom. Now, if mom does have another man in the house, depending on who it is or if they, she ever got remarried or something, that role is going to be similar to what her father's role would be depending on the age of the child. But if there's no one around, the girl is going to probably have to pick up things from someone outside of the house. So that's where the risk can come into effect. But if the dad is directly involved in his daughter's life, that, that imprint will last her essentially for the rest of the child's life. Now, we also know this is some, some, some other things that we do know pertaining to dad's role and in, in involvement in the house. That dad's involvement in the, in the child's life is correlated with higher levels of sociability, self-confidence in the child, and self-control. Well, we'll say maybe emotional regu regulation, meaning that child will less likely have angry outbursts. They're less likely to act out in school or engage in risky behavior as an adolescence. Adolescent age is roughly 12 to age 19. So they're less likely to do those type of things with that being the case. So back to what I was saying about dad's role becoming a little bit more primary than mom's role around the age of seven and eight. This is probably going to last until the child turns about 18 years old. Now, if you do the math, what that's basically telling us, uh, mom's primary role is probably from newborn to age seven, which is about... Roughly six, seven, seven, eight years. And dad's is about 10 to 11 years where his role is going to be more primary. And with that being the case, you could see that it's very important to have dad around. Now, this does not necessarily mean that dad has to be in the house. If a father and a mother are separated, but dad is around a lot, meaning that maybe there's a joint custody agreement Maybe there is a situation to where dad comes over pretty frequently. Daughter stays with dad wherever he lives. That's important, too, just because they're, 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 they do have direct involvement in that type of a situation. But if dad sporadically comes in and around the house and is there sometimes, not there sometimes, and he doesn't come back for several weeks or months, that's not really helping the child. And, and probably in some situations, it's probably hurting the child because you start to get to disappointment and then eventually... Disappointment and frustration will turn into anger and that child will lash out and want to get involved. And usually 
uh, things going on as a juvenile, such as gangs and different things to that effect. Now, other outcomes that we're going to look at pertaining to criminal justice involvement when dad's not around. And I believe this information came from the Minnesota Psychiatric Association. And this is about criminal justice involvement. The more a child has opportunities to interact with his biological father, the less likely he is, he or she is to commit a crime or have contact with a juvenile justice system. Youths and father-only households display no difference in the rate of incarceration from that of a child coming from a two-parent household. So even when dad is raising a child by himself and mom is not around, dad is able to keep the child out of the juvenile justice system just, effect, just as effectively if both parents were in the home. Further, children who come from a father absent home are at greater risk for using illicit drugs at a younger age. The absence of a father in a child's life may also increase the odds of his or her associating with delinquent peers. So their circle of friends tend to have, if their dad isn't around, tend to have negative peer influences on the child. And remember we said with boys they learn through imitation, so that could be a, a big issue there. A high percentage of gang members come from father-absent homes. High percentage. When it comes to mental health issues, when father's not home, anxiety and depression tend to be higher. If you want to know why that's the case, again, it's that self-control, emotional regulation that kicks in. And like I said, there's also frustration. Poor school performances. Experts suggest that not having a father at home may have a negative impact on a child's, child's overall academic performance. It is shown through research that father absent homes are more likely, kids from father absent homes are more likely to drop out of school when compared to children who live with both parents. And African American boys whose identity, who identify their father as their role model demonstrate significantly high grade point averages and are less likely to be truant from school. Now, truancy from school is a very high indicator as to whether or not your child will end up in the criminal justice system. I used to do research back when I was in graduate school on this particular topic, and one of the things that shocked me when I saw it was that Kids who are consistently truant from school were having about a 50-50 shot of ending up in the criminal justice system as a juvenile. That's one key indicator as to whether or not your child might end up in the criminal justice system is consistent truancy throughout their lives as they are in that middle school, high school time period. Other adverse uh, other adverse Outcomes without father in the home are there's children are four times more likely to be living in poverty if dad is not home versus if dad is in the home. And that's partly because there's there's only one income versus two. But even still, that 
sometimes the, the single mother may slip into poverty just based on her just having one income and maybe not making enough. The cause of father absence matters little in relationship to poverty and divorce. According to the Census Bureau, poverty also represents an obstacle for children pursuing well-paying jobs, which again increases stress and frustration. Lastly, we're going to talk about pertaining to substance use. And it just says, children who grow up without the father in the home are at greater risk of abusing alcohol and other drugs. African-American boys who come from homes without a father were more likely to use drugs than boys who came from homes where the father was present. Involvement of the father can, can be a protective factor against boys' use of adolescent substances. So generally when dad's in the home, boys are going to be less likely to engage in substance use at a younger age. So for the most part, it doesn't mean that just because dad's home, children will not use, because sometimes obviously children will use even if dad's home, but the numbers go down dramatically when dad is in the home, with that being the case. Now, what, what about when the child becomes an adult? So we, we covered from... Newborn to about age seven, eight, and then we said from that age on to about 18, dad's role is a lot more important. Or not, I won't say a lot more important, but they become the primary parent at that point, and mom is more of a secondary role. But what is it when they become adults? Who has more of an impact? Well, at that point, is there's no really one or the other who have more of an impact. What generally will happen is both parents are going to become, are still very important. But the things that dad taught the child from that seven to 18 will last the child throughout the lifetime. And same for what the mother taught during those other, those early beginning critical years, those foundation years, basically all of that will play a, a significant role in the child's development as they become adults. Their decision-making will be better. They will be less likely to engage in getting themselves in a lot of debt. Obviously they're, 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 potential of going into the criminal justice system go down because generally if they don't graduate college, they tend to get decent jobs, decent full-time jobs and tend to be productive members of society. And in addition to that, their relationships tend to be a lot better, meaning they pick better in their relationships. They tend to be, they tend to be less likely to have divorces and they also pick a little bit better when it comes to looking for a quote-unquote life partner. So as dad is going through life and teaching his children and putting that impact on his children, the advantages as we went through these statistics, as you can see, are very, very important. Again, this does not mean that mom, mom is not, her role is not important. It just means that at different stages of a child's life, dad's role becomes primary and hers becomes secondary. Her, her, her initial foundational years, those, that zero to seven, is very, very critical in the development of a child as well. Now, because of this and because of the situation we're at in the country right now, there's been a lot of programs that are designed to help young men who are young fathers help them with raising their children 
and they are on the rise. There's different policies and programs specifically designed for younger dads and some older dads too that the that has federal and state investment. And I think part of the reason for this is it's a, a money thing. And what that basically means is a child being incarcerated obviously can cost anywhere between twenty-five to forty thousand dollars or even more, depending on the state that they're in. And if dad is involved and he's able to keep his child from going to prison, the number goes down. That's less money the state has to spend, which is taxpayer dollars. And that is the reason why these programs tend to be a little bit more effective because prevention is a lot better than waiting till the problem occurs and then trying to fix it after the fact. So if we can catch these, these children in that, that adolescent age before they start to do anything too bad, that would be critical as to saving, obviously, the state and the federal government a lot of money, but it's also critical for, as the parent, that their children will be able to live and, and be on their own. Now, the problem with if they do end up in the criminal justice system and start to go to prison, obviously, sometimes they'll have children. They have children now. There's only one income in the household versus two, if they were even in the household at all. And all of that, that, that person that goes to prison is now reliant still on parents, family, and friends to provide, to basically support them. And so basically because he's not going to be earning a lot of money while he's in prison. So he, they're going to have to rely on family to support them. And then when they get out, they're going to have to go somewhere and live somewhere. And they're going to also need support from family. Whereas if they had dad in the home and they can live on their own, they can manage their own money, they can pay their own bills. They, they're, they're still going to be relying on your parents because it, it, it never seems to end that children, even they get 20, 30, they still sometimes ask mom and dad for money for whatever reasons. And that's, that's just part of being a parent. You just have to expect that. But for the most part, they will become independent. And the older and older they get, the less likely that should occur. But with all of that being said, the point I always wanted to make with this particular podcast is it is very important for us to try and keep the nuclear family together. And if it's not together for mothers, even if you may be upset at the dad to make sure that that child has a significant role in the child's life because of these following statistics that had the, the previous statistics that I had quoted. There are some very strong women out here who are single parents and doing the best they can. Like I said in the previous episode, two parents are always better than one. And even if you don't get along with dad, you have to remember that that is his child. So it is best to at least let him have some type of relationship with them so they don't go to the streets and make uh, uh, mistakes that will affect them for the rest of their lives. In addition to that, the child who is not, whose father's not involved, that ca- that individual will have children and then this becomes a cycle becomes sort of like a pathology and it'll just get passed down from generation to generation to generation where there's ways that we can break this cycle and the ways we break this cycle is by having dad significantly involved in the children's life so that will determine a lot of the the, the positive outcomes that they will have now, if the woman is saying, yeah, but the dad was really not a good influence, he was really bad, well, the, the, the point then from that, in that situation is moms, you need to do a much better job of picking who you're going to have a child with. 
If you can't count on that person, if you can't depend on that person, and if you want to go back to the very first episode when I talked about the four pillars of manhood, I specifically that episode, even though it was about men, is more for women because if you find men who exhibit those four pillars, this is no longer a discussion. You won't have to sit there and say, that is this, that is that, because if they have those four things, that will lead you to have a strong man, strong male figure for your children. And that is what you ultimately should be striving for. So with that being the case, we're going to pretty much wrap this podcast up. I want to, again, as I always say, thank you for the support. I am somewhat overwhelmed at the support I've got. I want you to continue to listen. I, my goal is to provide an episode every week, and we're going to continue to do this. This is a, a, a long-term thing. I'm not going to stop doing this regardless of what my numbers get. If they get lower and people stop listening, I'm going to continue to do this. So if you're willing to support me and you don't have a problem listening to me speak for about 30 minutes a week, this can continually go on. Like I said, I'm going to do it regardless because I think there's a, a, a need for this type of content. I am going to do more episodes on dads and their role in the home and raising of their children. And we're going to get in one relationship, uh, one uh, episode coming up on both parents teaching their children about the importance of money. That's going to be coming up here in a few weeks. So sit back and wait for that. That's going to be very important because if we can talk to our kids about money at an earlier age, the better they'll do once they become adults. And that is essentially our roles as parents. So with that being said, I want to say thank you again and good night.